Welcome to Realities. So we are back. And this episode is about health and wellness. Hubby is with me as a co-host today. Say hello. Hey, everyone. And we're going to talk about health and wellness. For the month of September, that is what our topics, our episodes will will be related to. Um, So today we're going to talk about health and wellness in regards to career or your job um, and just making sure what you need to do, talking through what you need to do to ensure that you are choosing a career or in your current career, ensuring that you still live a healthy life. And so um, both Hubby and I are in HR. Um, I told you a little bit about my HR background. The last episode or another episode um, and so we both do have that HR background. I'll let Hubby jump in if he wanted to give you a little bit about his HR background, how many years he's been in HR. and um, What is this going on? I guess 14 years now of HR experience. Um, I guess different from you, I've been mostly in, um, I guess, larger publicly traded companies. So everything from uh, you know, defense contracting to media to, um, you know, your small business starting up uh, to the nonprofit world. So uh, I cover uh, a number of bases across the HR realm. Um, so that's kind of it in a nutshell. I can go into greater detail if you want, but I figure you're, I don't want to bore your readers with my resume and all that, but um, just trust that the, I guess, conversation comes from you know, us both having a position of, of education and, and knowledge in this particular subject. So, um, you know, hopefully everyone finds it useful as we dive more into the conversation. Okay. So health and wellness within your career can be a lot of different things, in my opinion, from um, ensuring you have a good health benefits, your PTO, meaning your vacation and sick leave, Um, and just the type of work that you do. I would say, um, depending on what you do, of course, sitting at a desk all day could be healthy and unhealthy at the same time. But also, if you are, um, let's say, a lawyer, that could be a very stressful or high stressful stressful position. So what do you think, um, Mr. Mr. Walston, Mr. Hubby, do you think are, let's start not with just benefits. Like if I'm going into the working world and I'm looking at, um, or not in the working world, if I'm, if I'm looking for a job or trying to change careers, what should I look for in my benefit plan? Well, I mean, I think it, I think it depends. Um, if we're going to talk present day, I think the world is kind of upside down in regards to COVID and, and how that's impacting, um, you know, empo- if you, you know, are lucky enough to still have a job with 30, you know, plus million people, I think that the last time um, unemployed or furloughed. Um, but as far as, you know, let's say all things being equal, you know, minus a COVID situation, um, I think it's, it's personal preference. Uh, we were, I was just talking to um, a good friend of ours who, who runs um, his own tax practice and he, he called earlier about um, reviewing an offer um, that one of his clients had got, and um, it was, you know, 80 hours of uh, paid time off for vacation leave, and then 40 hours of sick leave would all had to be used 
in the same year. There was no rollover. And he was really saying like, wow, that's crazy that there isn't any rollover. And I was trying to explain to him that um, a lot of companies, you know, do that. They use or lose because they don't want to have to pay that out. Um, you know, you've been there for four or five years. You've been rolling over 100 hours of vacation or something like that. They won't have to pay that out. But back to your, I guess, original point, um, I think it depends on where you are in your career. Um, you know, I would say entry, if you're, you know, let's say you're a college graduate, you're trying to navigate this COVID world or searching for a job, right? Um, there's definitely going to be trade-offs depending on the industry. Um, you know, I, I worked at a nonprofit and it was, um, you know, A1, gold standard benefits. I mean, they matched your 401k. Um, even if you didn't put anything in, they put 5% in um, when you started, then another 5% after one year. And then after two years, it was another 5%. So they were giving you 15% um, in your 401k, even if you contributed nothing, but their salary offers or base pay was much lower than you could have gotten, let's say, in government or in another industry. So it just, it's trade-offs depending on, on, on what you want. And so I would say um, for any, you know, people fresh out of college, you know, entry level looking, um, you know, for, for, for work here, again, it's going to depend on your personal situation, but understand the trade-offs that it is depending on the industry. Um, one thing I, I will definitely say, and I think this goes across the board for any level um, as far as career wellness is that I would say don't let the trick of the salary offer or the money um, trick you into thinking that's a great opportunity. Um, we have a, we have, I have a really good friend who changes jobs anytime he can because another company came in and offered five grand more, 10 grand more. And, you know, if he lives in you know, Capitol Heights and the job is in Lorden and the job in Lorden's offering him another $10,000 more. He's really jumping at it. It's like, no, you have to think about the cost that, you know, your, your, your commuting costs. Again, this is a you know, pre-COVID world. You have to think about your commuting costs. You have to think about, don't just be enamored with the fact that, oh, I have to hit the salary number or, um, you know, this job offered me more money, so I'm going to take it. You need to really look at your total rewards package and figure out, okay, Am I going to be in, in traffic two hours both way here and there? Is that extra 10 grand going to offset the fact that I'm stuck in traffic? Is that, um, you know, is that extra, you know, week of vacation more beneficial to me than another, um, you know, five grand for a base salary offer? So I just would say, understand the trade-offs. And it's kind of like buying a house, right? You, you go in with your list of, you know, things I'm not going to compromise with, things I would love to have, and then there's the things that I definitely must have. And it's the same thing when you're job searching or you're, you're, you're contemplating different job offers. Sorry, that was a long-winded answer, and I went a different route, but um, hopefully there's some good information in there. So also with career wellness in regards to benefits, I, my, my background in HR has primarily been in the hospitality industry. So of course, as, as um, Mr. Walson said, our um, companies that we've worked for have been fairly different. Um, I've worked with a lot of um, food and beverage industry individuals. And so it's, it's fairly different. Um, a lot of times with, with hospitality, uh, people, people, are motivated not only by the money but about their their passion in hospitality like you have you can you either love it or you hate it um 
I've worked with chefs um, from from various levels, executive on down. I've worked with, uh, you know, bartenders, mixologists, things like that. And those positions, they're they're passion driven. Um, So I think that you also when you when you're when you're looking for a new role, it, it has to be your career wellness also depends on your happiness in that position. It depends on your love of that job. So it's not, I need a job and I have to work. If you just take a job because you have to work, you probably won't be as excited or as happy, as healthy in that position as you would a career that you chose because it interests you per se. Um, But in reference to benefits, I would say also with benefits, um, not just, you know, having a good health package, but having a good vacation and sick leave um, program is also good. I've worked for a company where there was um, no, they they really didn't have a a program. The program was... um, you take it and if it's approved, it's approved. It didn't, it didn't matter how much you had. It didn't matter how much you took. Um, then I've worked for a company where, you know, went by your tenure, how long you've been there. So it, it definitely, I would say in choosing a career, it definitely depends. You should also look at the benefit packages, as Mr. Watson said. Um, but I think it, um, sorry, Danage, I, I think it, it differs. And I think the whole, COVID situation has really changed how people look at things, right? Because I think you being home, you know, a lot of people with their families, with their kids around and, and, and having the flexibility to, um, you know, hopefully do your job from home or having the flexibility to understand that, wow, this is really what matters is spending time, um, you know, with my family. I think that is going to change even the post-COVID or let's say we get a vaccine when we get to the other side of this. I think, a lot of the lessons that we've learned from COVID is going to impact what employers offer as far as benefits and then also what employees, job seekers, we're asking or we're seeking, right? So that, um, you know, again, a lot of companies now you've seen it the whole, before you couldn't do your job from home and now everyone's doing their job from home Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, before it was, okay, I didn't mind, again, spending two hours in traffic. Now it's like, I will never go back to, um, spending two hours in traffic yeah. for a job, for, for, for a job, for a job again. And that mindset is going to, employers are going to have to start shifting, you know, what they offer, what their, you know, what some of their perks are, given what COVID has done to, you know, the working world. And, you know, I know for us, my company, like we're building a, a brand new shiny headquarters in, in, in downtown New York. And, it's like you're building all this space. It's like for maybe for what, right? Because yeah. who's you're not you're not gonna pack it in with the thousands of employees that you thought you would before. And and so you're starting to look at and you see it happening, I guess, in New York real estate as well, where a lot of companies are saying, All right, um, you know, we're not going back to the office. Pinterest actually it was something in the news the other day. They actually paid, I think it was uh don't quote me on this, but like over million to break the lease in San Francisco of a new headquarters that they were having. So they were like, we're not going back into the office and we're willing to pay up front because COVID has changed the way the world has worked. And so um, for all the bad things that have happened with the coronavirus, as far as, you know, people being laid off, people being furloughed out of work, 
I think the good part of it, whenever we do get back to a sense of normalcy, is that it's, it has changed kind of the perception of the working world. Now, again, there's some jobs, obviously, um, you know, the frontline jobs, right? If you're working at the grocery store, you're working at, um, you know, a lot of the hourly jobs, that, that that's not really going to change that much. But I think post-pandemic, you're going to see a lot of shifts from what, um, you know, companies are, are, are offering, right? Is it going to be, hey, I get offered a job and there's a thousand dollar, you know, semi-annually stipend for, you know, printers or office equipment or for to help out with your electricity bills. I know employees at my job have been asking nonstop about, hey, we're working from home. Is the company going to do anything about the increased, you know, air condition costs, the increased lighting bills? Are they going to help pay us out? Like, we haven't had an answer for that. We're still trying to figure it out. Um, but I, I yeah, people are actually asking for their company to pay. Yeah, I've had that question. I, I mean, I can't uh, numerous times. They've sent. Like the, a, I it's, it's kind of like a give or take, though. It's like I don't think so. I you think, can either come into the office. No, but I'm. I won't come into the office because I feel right. Or you, you work sorry, from home. You won't let so me. It's a luck. I feel like it's a luxury. COVID. COVID happened. Yes, but it's a luxury to work from home. I don't think so. Whoa, I totally disagree. I a luxury? A, I think, no, I think, it's, I 20, think it's, luxury. it's 2020. Why are you forcing people, again, this is my personal opinion. Why are you forcing people, if your aim is to get the most out of your employee, the most out of your worker, right? Again, outside from the people who you work at a grocery store, my nephew is a, you know, he got a summer job as a cashier at the grocery store. He has to be there every day. I get that. But um, if we're talking white collar work, desk professional jobs right um why I, I i look just think about this if i have to be to work at nine o'clock i work in downtown dc and i live in wardoff i have to leave my house by seven maybe even six thirty i'm gonna say if you live in wardoff you might want to leave at four yeah it, to, to, <laughs> to 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 fight to fight the traffic and that time i'm not working right whereas if i'm working from home i can get up in my pajamas pop open my laptop and I'm working two hours prior than what I had before, right? So you lose the productivity in the transit time, right? And I think COVID has, so I don't think working from home is a luxury. I think if you're an employer, it's a benefit for you to have your people working from home because it's like, I get more out of that worker, right? I don't worry about you having to leave two hours early to pick up the kid from daycare to do those type of things. Hey you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do um, as long as the work gets done. I think we have a, and, and I mean, frankly, I'll be happy when these people leave the workforce, an antiquated set of people in management positions or higher up positions who came up back in the day with this old school mentality of, oh, you're at your desk. I got to beat my boss into the office. I got to make sure I don't leave. Like, what the hell? Who's still doing that? No. If, if I'm a professional and I'm good at my job, again, going back to prior to COVID, unemployment was at 3%. We were at full employment. You were having to bend over backwards to hold on to your employees. And so the employees were like, look, you don't want to let me do this? I'll go down the street and get a job. Obviously, COVID has upended things and the pendulum has switched to now the leverage is back on the employer versus the employee just because of the sheer numbers of people out of work. But working from home, remote work in 2020 is a luxury. I, I totally disagree. It should be a standard. 
again, I don't, I don't standard know. Standard depending on your position. Depending, I, I'm speaking from a, a, a person who, again, we, we're both in, in HR and there's a semblance of, yeah, but you how, need to have client contact or in-person right, contact so, for your so job. So that goes back to, okay, so as an HR professional, this is where I disagree with you. As an HR professional, our client is the employee. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're employee-faced. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not able to be in touch with the employee, mm-hmm. how can, we, because we're working from home, let's just say every business decides or businesses decide, okay, HR should work from home. How are we building those relationships with your client or AKA employee if my my last easy that, that's easy what I, through zoom no not even through, not even through my last empl- my, my the job i had before i have this one was a large defense contractor and i had clients as as the hr support i had clients in california south carolina illinois virginia maryland and i was based in maryland and i had great relationships with the clients in illinois and south carolina who i never met in person you can do that. It's just a matter of you wanting that relationship to work, whether it's calls, whether it's emails, whether it's what you put into it. I don't need to see a person to say, oh, you know, me and this person hit it off. It's, it's, I, I think I do like the going into the office from time to time and bumping into someone having those casual chats, but I can support or I can, I can manage an HR department without physically having to be there. And I, I hope that is where we're going as a population, as a, as a as a workforce, because again, going back to your the topic, the reason we're here, it, it helps across all spectrums of health and wellness, right? I'm, I can go to the gym, I can go to the cleaners, I can get a haircut, I can still feel a sense of independence in my work. I'm not missing meetings, I'm not, late on deadlines but it's a matter of i don't have my boss breathing down my neck like oh yeah i saw you got in at uh 9 30 today like what does that what does that matter i guess with with the way we are the situations we're in now with the kids um distant learning and things like that it's important i know it's a lot of parents who are sending their children to daycares and relying on the daycare provider to observe them and ensure that they get on their virtual learning platforms. But pretty sure as a parent, you would prefer to oversee your child yourself. So it does work out if you're able to have that, that remote work. Which is where I think our, our, our profession, I know this isn't a strictly, you know, HR profession, you know, podcast artists that we're going to, but I think that's where we can benefit in pushing more companies and industries and, and people into that understanding is that um, one thing I think that my job has done very well at, they've normalized the situation that we're in. We're in COVID, right? You're going to have your dog barking in the meeting. You're going to have your little kid run in and want to get FaceTime mm-hmm. on the laptop. And it's perfectly fine, right? No one, no matter if you're not a senior team meeting with you know leaders of the company or you're you're, you're leading a Zoom call or whatever. Everyone sees the kid in the background. The kid wants to be at the beginning of the meeting saying hi. And it's not looked as as a detriment. It's like, it's oh my gosh. Like, yeah, you're like, wow, you're being so unprofessional. It's like, no, we're human. And this has impacted all of us in certain ways. The people who are caretakers, right? You not only have 
kids, you, you have, you know, you're, you're caretaking of an of a older relative or even those people that are by themselves, no kids, no family. I'm living in a one bedroom apartment, just doing my job. And I haven't seen or interacted physically, socially with another soul in three, like that weighs on you. Yeah. And the fact that if we can push employers and the understanding can be, and this can be normalized that like, Hey, you can still progress in your career. You can still be viewed as someone who is, 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 is really committed to their job while having all those things there. And it's funny, we have this, I have this conversation with, with my friends who are entrepreneurs and, 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 and business owners, and they have a very antiquated way of this. They're like, Oh no, 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 that no, I'm not promoting you if you're not, you know, you're not doing that. That means you're not committed. It's like, what is going on here? Like this is 2020. And again, the pendulum will switch back to, and hopefully again, once we get through the pandemic, to where if you wanna attract talent, if you want to be the employer of choice, you want to be a part of that, people are gonna stand up and be like, What? I'm I'm taking a job interview and I say, Hey, how many days? are remote working and the recruiter or the manager's like, oh no, we don't do that. It's like, hey, no, no, thank you for the time, but I'm not interested in this job anymore. And right? I would say just in, just over time, over this, this course of COVID, like talking to different employers and, and friends and things like that, that are in the um, HR field, a lot of people are saying like they do not, they're not offering um, remote work. They want everybody to come back into the office. And so, I guess a question that I would ask of ask you is if if you're if someone if you're interviewing someone and they ask you like is it okay to ask that question is it is that proper to ask you know what what is your policy on remote work yes I think that that's totally fine totally fine to say hey I mean that's one of the top questions I have is that hey what's the remote work policy and and Honestly, again, this may be coming from a position of privilege or position of just, you know, I, I, I hope that a lot of people feel this way, but like, I don't want to work there if you if you turn your nose up at that type of question, right? That's the same way of me asking, what's your vacation policy? Mm-hmm. How many hours am I going to get? Like, like, like we're, this is not a, I, I hate the fact that a lot of job interviews or the process is like, you want something from me. And so big for what I have to offer you. Right. Right. It but should you be, can't get nothing. It should be a, it's a, I view a it as a, as a two-way street, right? I have mm-hmm. a talent or service. Even if I'm a, I'm just going to be the man hanging on the back of the trash truck. Hey, I have a talent or service that you want from me. Mm-hmm. Right. And in exchange, I'm willing to give my time and labor to you for a certain amount of wage that we can agree on. Right. And so I will say, hey, if I'm going for a professional job, um, what's the teleworking policy? Mm-hmm. Oh, there isn't one? Yeah okay, I don't think that, because it, again, it goes back for what, how I feel. If, and if, everyone, if, it, it's like, so there are some people, my job did a survey, because um, we're all remote, and as we are planning to open back offices, they did a survey and said, you know, what would your preference be? Um, you know, five days remote work, uh, two to three days remote, other days in the office, one day home, all day, you know, full day back in the office. And there were some people who answered the survey and said, they want to go back to work five days a week. It's the ones who have a lot of kids. I have no idea who those people <laughs> it's are. It's the ones who have a lot of kids. No, no, I have no, but because they want to get out. I, the I, house. Have, I have no idea who those people are. Um, or, the, or the ones who have 
nobody. It's just them in the house by themselves, and they have no social life right now. So See, they but get but in in, back in into the office. I'm, I'm gonna that's go their off, social life. I'm gonna go off on a, on a tangent here as well. Um, one thing that we always say, just amongst my you know, group chat or whatever, is that um, the job won't save you, and so there are a ton of people that define themselves by where they work, where they work, the job title they have, what's on their business card, all Mm -hmm. that. Right. I've worked in corporate America and all this long enough to know, like none of that matters, right. You're just a number or unless you own the place, right. You're just a number or name on that spreadsheet. The job will not save you. You need to have something that gives you pleasure outside of work. I will never forget. There was a lady, um, one of my clients and she was an executive at a past job that I was at and she got diagnosed with cancer. And so she was on long-term disability. And when you're out on leave, you're not mm-hmm. supposed to work. And she was sending an email in and, and, and calling in like that she couldn't access anything. She wasn't you know, getting the meeting invites and all that it says, Hey, because you're out on leave. And she says, well, I need to talk to my team. I need to, I need to, the job is, is, is what I have. And she says, I'm telling you, if you don't let me get access to my email, be able to get to these teammates, she said, I'll be dead in six months. Literally, the lady said that to me. And, I, and in my mind, I was just thinking like, that is so sad that all you had to define yourself was the 20 or so years you put into this company, your job title and what that was. So even as you battle cancer, you're out on leave, you're still trying to work. And, and like she literally said, if you all don't let me have access to my emails, if I can't attend these meetings, I will be dead in six months. So ultimately, what did y'all do? She couldn't get access to it because she was out on long-term disability. I left before. I hopefully she's still alive and beat it. I don't know, but um, but I mean that that's a true life story for this. This she was in defense contracting, a you know, professional, a career professional lady there, and she said those words to me. Cause she was driving into, she was, she was trying to come into work one day and she had a panic attack and she had an accident. Right. And I was like, what are you doing? Like you're out on leave. Like, what well, are she you? was on leave and she was, yes, yes, in she was trying to come to work on leave and she wasn't healthy enough. She had a panic attack driving to work. Right. And so then she's, I'm like, what is going on? And she said, well, I don't have access to my emails. I can't access this. I can't. And it's like, because you are out on long-term disability. Right. Yeah. And so the job, and you know, this is for those individuals who love their job, the people who hate their job. Like, there's certain there's there's something to loyalty to liking your job to being a part of it, but there's an understanding that that job, I, that job will not save you. Do not put your all into well, you should put your all into what you do in your work because you're professional. You think you're good at it, but you gotta find something outside of work that that gives you pleasure. But I also think going back to those people who answered the survey said they want to be in the office five days a week. Um, you know, I guess to go on a little lighter side, COVID has messed up the, your way of life, right? Like think about all the, the work wives and work husbands that can't, you, you, I'm serious. You you cannot like, like like I used to catch the train and you see all the Metro workers who used to flirt with the women on their day to day. And maybe that was that woman's only, you know, hey, looking good today, Susie. You know, hey, like, and you know, they get dropped off. Baby, that was by, her. That by, was her motivation. That was her compliment. That's her compliment for the day. And needed. and now she's at home, and you know, Brad doesn't tell her she looks good or nothing. Like now she's just sitting here, you know, wallowing in that, right? 
bad example, but you get what I'm saying. Or never but, because of our Zoom, but, but, Zoom meetings. No, but COVID has, has really upended the framework of what that is. If you get the breakaway from the spouse, from the kids, whoever, go over here to live this separate life. Because generally, who you're dealing with don't know what your day-to-day is like at work, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I, I've been surprising and working from home and working with you. You get to see what type of, like, worker your spouse is because you really mm-hmm. don't know that, right? Yeah. Or your partner. You don't, I, like, you don't know if your partner's the, the dumbass in the meeting or the one mm-hmm. leading the meeting, right? Yeah. Or you may hear your, you know, your partner say some shit over the Zoom meeting. You're like, whoa, like, why wife be kicking ass at work? Like, I had no idea, right? But COVID has thrown all of that into a loop. And so when you mess up, kind of the way things were and this is why they say you know divorces were up and all that during the pandemic it's like going back to your health and what like sometimes maybe that's just that balance that you need you maybe you don't you know hey you know the lunch you, you know you know that the mail room guy is going to buy you lunch every wednesday or whatever you don't take it nowhere further than that but that's a great release from the shit that you're dealing with at home or the day-to-day nonsense and this and that just someone yeah. you can get out and talk to be like all right you're a part of my life that so just I need to find there. Work because I wow a, really that's uh, what? but i'm, I'm <laughs> saying no i'm just saying again the, those metro the, the metro guys got to be going crazy because i like but I used metro to run, is still still running but they, oh but they but don't have that they don't have the women yes, getting on exactly. that exactly okay because they were exactly it's, it's it's seven dudes with the vest on like hey so, like hey so, like, and again <laughs> It, it can't, I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. I'm just saying that that was a part of the day-to-day vibe, right? It was like, all right, you know, you and your, I use the term work husband, work wife loosely, not like as a, as a literal thing, but you're like, all right, work wife, you know, hey, hey, we're going out to lunch. If you, you just get that break and now you don't have that and you're going crazy. And so, so, so this would get into, I guess my next question is what's the key to a healthy lifestyle or healthy, um, career lifestyle whether you know mental physical and social and we just kind of talked about the social aspect of it but mentally and and physically like what's the key to ensuring that wherever you work whatever you do as a profession is it's a healthy environment or healthy lifestyle that you're living aside from of course uh, the norm is exercising and eating right it's like what else um, well, is important I, for that? Well, I think I don't say I, I think that's impossible, but I, I go to to a situation that you had, right? You are educated, MBA, all of that, right? But you had a boss, a new boss, who was dumb as bricks. Sorry, I don't, you know, I don't know, if she, I don't know if she listens or not, but she was. If she did, she was well. insecure. She wasn't skilled to actually be your boss right Mm -hmm. and so that made you a professional who is good at their job very well educated very well knowledgeable in this into a rough situation right like Mm -hmm. you were fighting that and having an issue with that and so there's some things that you can control and there's other things that you can't control and in your situation when you run into a situation where you can't control it you can try to work your way out of it right? right which is to say all right got a great background, got a great, great resume. I can, you know, seek other employment to get out of this situation. Right. Because sometimes mm-hmm. even if you do all the things right, the system that you're in won't cooperate with, 
right? right. If my boss is a dick, right? Like, like I can't, it, it can't do anything about, you know, oh, you showed up at 9.05, the work day starts at nine o'clock. Like, are you kidding me? Really? Right. Like, there's still people out here that unfortunately um, are running shops like that. And so mm-hmm. while, like you said, you know, eating right, getting, like you can control all of those things, some things in your environment you can't control. So I looked at, and I'm just going off some research that I did, um, a website called 247talent.com. And they talked about mental and physical health and how it affects your career. And so just like going off of kind of some things that they had on there is um, one thing is taking a break. So they talked about if you've, you know, finished a difficult conversation with somebody, um, a coworker or customer, just taking a few minutes, walking away for a second, changing the scenery, um, just taking that break to kind of, to kind of refocus. Um, that's something that I, I do myself that I have done in the past, um, dealing with previous employers, I say, <laughs> and, and dealing with, the customer for, for us in HR, the customer is the employee as well as the client. But in dealing with um, employees, sometimes it's let me close my door and let me woo for a second. And then let me let me get myself together before I go back out there because people will take you there. Um, but mentally also, they say getting enough sleep out. For me, it's when I'm working somewhere, if I have projects and stuff like that, I'm gonna get the project done. So sleep is like, okay, I need it, but I'll get to it. Um, and then they also talk about just eating good and exercising and stuff like that and, and making sure that you take the time off, which goes back to us talking about vacation time and things like that, but taking the time off that you need. Um, how health, what other mental health um, things that you think needs to, they should have added to that aside from eating right. And- well, well, I think that, um, I mean, those things are good, right? Because you, you need to, to, to come to work or come to your employer or job seek in a correct mind state, right? So mm-hmm. eating well, getting rest, you know, you're not agitated because the, the job is going to, you know, agitate to it as, as, as well, right? So you need to come with kind of your, your gas tank on full in, in that regard. But I, I would also think, again, my view on this is to, um, you know, level your expectations, right? Like don't have, there's going to be coworkers that suck, right? And I can walk away and woosah and take five minutes, but tomorrow that coworker is still going to be there and that coworker is still going to suck, mm-hmm. Right. And so my whole view on that is to only focus on the things that you can control, right? You go into work and say, all right, I know, I know Jeff is going to give me a hard time today, right? But I go into work knowing that. So only I can control is my reaction to Jeff, right? Mm -hmm. I know Jeff is going to be a butthole. I know Jeff is going to get talk sideways to me, right? It happens to us all the time in, in our field in HR, like, I have certain managers or certain leaders that it's just like they could care less about the HR profession. Right. And so I'm bothering them whenever I'm coming to them with something, but I know that. And so when I go in there and, you know, 
Kurt to being a dick, it's like, that's Kurt, right? Am I, I'm, like, that's, that's my point of view is that, hey, I did my job. How he felt about it really doesn't bother me. And right. so I think you need to have a, a, a sure sense of self, right? Wherever you work to say, all right, I'm doing the best that I can. I can control these things, right? And my boss is going to overload me with work. Okay, that's going to suck. But I can't control how whatever she does. If she wants to be vindictive, be a, you know, whatever to me, right? right? And so that's the way I try to approach work. And to also have a mentor, a network, someone who you can talk to about these things outside of the job, right? Because a lot of times your boss isn't there to support you. Mm -hmm. Your coworkers aren't there to support you. So where do you go? Who's that person with that you call? Even even having that person that's not even your spouse. And I say that because yes, like I've I've been to my spouse, but it I feel like things come off different when you vent to someone else that doesn't understand that that sees things differently. So like venting to a best friend or a cousin who's not in the same um, profession as, as I am in, they get it differently and they probably probably would be able to give me different direction and different insight to things than my spouse who's going to have my best interest, but also a spouse who shares the same profession. Yeah, like, no, that's, 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 a, that's a, yeah, I agree. That's a good point. And, and I, I know this is kind of, you know, I don't know, silly or off the cuff, but like, I think person. I think you know the group chat feature is the one of the best inventions ever, right? Because you could be having a horrible day at work, something just happened, and you want, want to know what I do? I pop open the phone. And I'm like, yeah, I just got cussed out by you know this manager or this person just said this to me, and then the boys are sending back gifts or being like, oh, you gonna take like it just it gives you that sense of comfort that people who know you, people who you trust, people who you can rely on are like all right, here's how you handle that situation. And or, a group chat feature, you're talking about like utilizing like group me or... Uh, I mean, whatever your group chat is, whether it's just like a group text message amongst, you know, a few of your friends or people you you, you trust or your, you know, I know people have, you know, whether it's Facebook groups or whatever, like personally for me, like I just, you know, we just, we're on the group chat all day and it's like, okay, this is what happened. Like, hey, this person just called me the N-words. Like, are you kidding? Like, it's just these things to where it's a lighthearted kind of nature to where... I'm taking something that maybe sure is something that's going on to people that know me, people right. that get me, people that can help ground me, right? So even if it's not a, a spouse, because to your point, right, you come to me with something and I know maybe I'm going to try to fix that problem for you. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was just one of those things where it's just, I just need to listen and laugh, right? right. But for me, it's like, oh shit, my wife came to me with this. What's the problem? Hey, here's how you fix it. And maybe you don't even need that problem fixed. Right. 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 So I, you know, building your circle or the, having those people that you trust or that person you can go to in these times is really important as you deal, you know, with the ins and out of corporate bullshit, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just, you're going to need to rely on that. It's going to be a bad day. And because again, going there is better than picking up a bottle every day after work or going to happy hour every day or, you know, sparking up as soon as you get to the car like those things yeah in the in a in a moment that will you know ease the pain make you feel better um but i i've just found that finding comfort in those people who know you who understand you who get you does well for you know you moving up or even if it's like you know hey i got this interview tomorrow 
right? And your friends are like, all right, you're going to kill it. All right, here's this, here's that. Like, even if it's something funny, they're just bigging you up to be like, all right, go in there and get it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and it just gives you that confidence boost so that understand, like, like, these are the people that's in my corner. I could screw up this all day, but I know that these people got me. And so I, I hope people have that. If you don't, there's, I mean, that, that one person, two people, that, that circle and that's that you just can that- trust that's that life outside of work that's that work-life balance yeah correct so it's having having and that's and that's something i pushed at my last employer is everyone needs to have a work-life balance you have people coming to work that are communicating work is showing that the person is stressed or depressed or what have you and that's not healthy because then what happens is they exhaust their leave and they're not exhausting their leave because they're they needed a mental break or they needed a beach vacation. They're exhausting their leave because they now are sick. They're not feeling well. Because what they've done is they've put their all into work and didn't have anything to balance that that work life balance. They didn't have anything to balance themselves out. So they put in their all into work and now they're stressed out over a project or over a deadline. And it's causing, it could cause issues at work. So I think having a work-life balance is also, is also great, which is what you're pretty much saying. Correct. And also, um, I mean, again, this is no offense to anyone. Um, Pay attention. I would say for if you're job seeking or if you're, pay attention to those people who have no significant other and no children, right? And all they want to do is work. Yeah. Like those individuals, I try to stay as far. I, I try to stay as far away from those people. There, they would be stressors. The only stress going back to the point, the only thing that they have to hang their hat on is, is work. work, and they are up at six a.m. and they, they don't understand why you have like. I've had that. There, there's a number of people that I've run into across my career where it's like, this is. It. I have no. I am. I have no spouse. I have no children, and work is I've all had, I do. And it's like I'm not. I worked with the CEO who had who had a spouse, but the spouse was military, um, and so traveled a lot. But they also did not have any children, and so there came issues when it was time for, like, if someone needed to leave because they had an emergency with their child, um, someone's dog passed away. That was a great example. Someone's dog passed away and she did not understand why this person needed to take any type of leave for their pet. Their pet is their child. Their pet was their child because it was, it was a couple whom they only had pets. Yeah. And so she actually came to me and she's like, what the fuck is it up with people and their damn pets? I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I have a dog. Um, she's like, so if your dog passes away, you're having a whole damn funeral and everything. I'm like, well, I don't know what I would do. I'm, I didn't think that far ahead, but I would be very, very upset. That's, a, that's you know, a part of my family. That's a family member of mine. We include him in everything we do. And she just didn't understand it because she doesn't have that part. She doesn't have a pet. She doesn't have kids. So she didn't understand that. And then when it came time to rewrite policies and we did a survey on different perks and benefits and someone said you know throughout stuff for your pets it was like oh hell no no we're not 
you're not taking off for your pet. Oh, well, if your pet dies, you take it to the vet. And it's like, well, no, we can't. No, we have to be sensitive to certain things. And that, you know, is a part, I would say, a part of your, your mental health. It's if you can't, if, if, if you are a pet lover, and there are some people out here that love their pets more than they love their kids. I'm not one of those, but <laughs> they love their pets more than they love their kids. If you don't have, if they can't take off because their pet needs to go to the vet or, you know, whatever it is in regards to their pet, then they're not, that's not going to be the place for you. Correct. And I, I would just say, you know, ask these type of questions, right? Just, just probe a little bit. And, and as you, if you're you know, applying for a job, again, if you need a job, right, some of these things that we talk about are, you know, nice to have and things like, I just need a paycheck to pay my bills. Like we get that. But if, you know, outside of those type of scenarios, ask those type of questions. Like, hey, like, what do you, what do you do on the weekends? Do you, uh, you know, I don't do much, you know, just work, right? Oh, hey, maybe, are you going to be my supervisor? Maybe that's not, you know, me for you, but like find someone who has those type of things. Like, oh, I do this. I do, I have this interest. Cause some, those people who they are a pain to support, they are paying from an HR perspective, they're paying to work for, I found. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, they just, the, the only thing that they have what are your hobbies? I don't do. I just work. Like what? No. What else do you do? I I just focus on work. I will also say, in regards to your mental, physical, and social health, career-wise, just be careful of building close relationships and friendships with people that you work with. Um, that can call if the relationship or the friendship goes sour. It could be probably a detriment to your, to your, to your job, but also it can cause, it can cause some stress also at work. Um, And I've always been told that I'm very, very friendly and everybody wants to be my friend and talk to me and all that good stuff. It's probably why I'm in HR, but I'm very careful. I'll say at this point in my career of whom I uh, befriend and whom I'm close with when it when it comes to work. I'm not, I, I tend to not get too close to people that I work with because it, it causes issues. And I say that because I've done it in the past and, you know, been very, very close, hung out outside of work with people that I, that work under me, that, that, that I supervise directly and turn around and had to fire them. And it was like the hardest thing in the, in the world to do. It was so stressful. Um, and that was something that at that point I said, okay, I will never, ever do that again because I never want to have to be that person that has to fire my friend. Well, I, I think and then it, why do we do I, have, I think that I, I agree with that. Um, if it happens organically, I don't, I, I, I view friendships as just like not something that I think you can plan. Mm-hmm. Um, if it just so happens that like, oh gosh, like me and my coworker kicked it off and like this person's going to be the you know, maid of honor, she's going to be in my wedding, right? Like those type of things. I think that's fine when the relationship happens just organically like that. If it's like more of a trying to force what it. Or, your, what if you're the superior though? Like you don't want to, and that's what I'm saying. Like in my, in my situation, I was the manager I, and I was friending or we, or, and I would say it happened organically where, you know, we all just became a group. We spent so much time. I think that's what it was also is that we spent majority of our time at work than we did at home. So naturally you became a, a family. You became, you know, working where we worked at. It was 
you know, you even work on weekends. So, and, and on weekends when you work, you were working 14 to 16 hours. So you were with those people all of the time. And so they got to know you at the good, bad, and the ugly. They saw you when you got there and you was bubbly to the middle of the day when you, they start seeing you, you know, you was okay to the end of the night when you was a straight bitch. But, but I think that that comes into again, the professionalism of both parties involved, right? Mm -hmm. Because if that is, if it, if the relationship is organic, then I can separate what happened from a business side, from a personal side, because when you call me in and say, Hey, you're screwing up, you just stole something, you whatever. I'm not doing that from a person. I'm doing that from a, Hey, I got to feed my family. You got to feed your family. Yeah, it's a job yeah. perspective. But and that, and, I, I would, and that's ultimately what happened because we're still. But but, still I, yeah, but I feel like I, I feel if it's a genuine organic relationship, right? If I am your superior, I should be able to let you go that morning and you still come to the cookout that afternoon. Yeah. Because again, there is no hard feelings about me sabotaging you. You sabotage me. It was whatever had to be done was done in the course of both our jobs. Right. And so it's an understanding like, hey, look, I don't care if this relationship sours or not. Like me and this work situation sours or not, me and you going to be cool. Right. And I know that I don't ever go into a job, going to the job. Oh, man, I hope I find a good friend here. Like, oh, I just really need it. But if it happens organically, it's like, yo, this person's dope. Me and this person are cool. Even if this person, you know, I I have that relationship right now, like with my boss. Mm hmm. I, I think I have the, you know, one of the best boss I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And if it comes one day and she has to call me and be like, hey, Daryl, got to let you go, whatever. I, me and her will still be cool. Yeah. Right. I'll yeah. still text her. I'll still, because, again, it's not anything unless she does me dirty or it's like, hey, something that you did that was like not right. up on the up and up. But if everything's on the up and up, um, you know, I, I don't go into a work situation looking to make a friend be like oh i need to find a friend here Mm -hmm. but if it happens organically those are the relationships i think that you build over time um but yeah i would definitely say to your point don't ever go into work being like oh my gosh we're gonna be friends because people at work are nasty because you're you're in they make it seem like you're a family make it seem we're all together but you're in a competition whether you work at the same company or, or whatever the case may be like if i'm an accountant I'm trying to get promoted up the ladder to do whatever, right? It's only one CFO in a company, right? right? So if me and you both gunning for CFO, one of us ain't going to make it. And so we can be friends, we can be cool, all that. But I know at the end of the day, this is still an internal competition type of thing. So I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm not going to, you know, talk. It's, you know, I guess it's like dating, right? Like you don't have to talk bad about the next person to show that you should be the one this individual should be with, right? Right. There are certain people that, you know, on the date is nothing but, you know, well, well, why did he do this? Why did she do that? Why would you want to deal with somebody? What'd she do again? What'd he do again? And there's some people where that, another person never even enters the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's all about me. I can focus on this. I can control this. This is what I'm, and it's like, I'm not worried about the next person. So, ultimately, to sum up what we've kind of discussed is... Yeah, I know it's been like every... (laughs) We've kind of hit everything, but in regards to career wellness, I I I would sum it up with just making sure that you reward yourself, making sure that you enjoy 
life outside of work. And it's okay to ask those questions to a potential employer um, in regards to their remote work policies or their benefit packages. What's the perks of the job? Because at the end of the day, you have to remain healthy. You want to live a live and sustain a, a very healthy life. And that's important. I would say also with to what Daryl was saying, enjoying life outside of work is creating those networks. Um, doesn't it have to be building friendships, but it could be joining organizations that you are passionate about. Um, I'm one that I'm I, I'm always looking at organizations and what I can do uh, to to keep myself engaged in different things that I like to do, and. So I join organizations or clubs or whatever you want to call them. I don't have joined a lot of them, but I joined some that I'm passionate about to just keep me, keep me going. And that's something that I personally like to do. Um, join, being in a sorority and doing things for my sorority or um, also like for us rewarding ourselves, I would say in our house, <laughs> rewarding ourselves would probably be our wine and our, our um, drinks that we have and, I encourage. Well, well, yes, I'm not encouraging. Well, I know. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, we're no, talking no. about wine, but and that's something that we love to do. I mean, so just to go off of that, like continue with that. That what I was about to say. We are. What is this? Witching hour. So we're drinking, um, or did drink a bottle of a sweet red blend called Witching Hours, and that's something that you guys should try. That was pretty good. We actually finished the bottle, and then I don't know what was that vodka. Or tequila called? Um, I don't know. Is it Azul? Something like that. I think that's the name of it. Azul. Daryl's very expensive. Um, it's not expensive. Tequila. It's not expensive. It's just, again, it was something I wanted to try. Okay. It was, it was good. It, 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 it was, was actually good. It's actually pretty, but I, I, going really quick, going back um, from the booze talk to um, back to your, your previous point. Um, another thing that I think from a health and wellness standpoint, people take your vacation. Like, yeah. again, I've worked... And don't wait till it's ready to Ray, be exhausted. Ray, Ray, Rayshawn and I have both worked, again, in, in corporate America. This is where our experience comes from. And I can't tell you how many people lose. I mean, just mm. never take... Like, hopefully COVID is, has, has refocused us to say, I need to take time out for myself. I need to take time out for my family. Mm. If you don't have family, I just need to take time out away from the constant emails and this and that. And it's nothing wrong. I mean, I take my, my, my work cell phone with me on vacation and all that. Like you glance at it. Cool. We all have important jobs, um, especially at this age and this level of our profession, mm -hmm. but take your vacation. Like, like don't, 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 don't until it's about to, well, you're about to lose it. Like well, plan well, no. it out. Plan I, that you're going to, if you have 80 hours, spread that 80 hours over the year. That's my that's my personal suggestion because every I I personally feel like it depends also on what you do as your career what industry you're in because for hospitality sometimes you can't take your time when you want to take it like you have that time where it's an it's just a no you can't take your time when it's busy season but once busy season ends it's important to take your time because you're you're probably stressed out. People stress out over the smallest things anyway. So well, yeah, but but even again, I I've seen you know CEOs take vacation, entrepreneurs who are building a business take vacation. Like take your vacation, mm -hmm. right? Like, and like, a vacation like, don't have to be that. Again, a vacation doesn't have to be. Rico, you gotta go somewhere, but take your time off. Where it's just so many people that 
no lose leave lose leave time after time after time they're burnt out it's like oh i can't take a vacation i can't take like trust me uh, if you won the lottery tomorrow got hit by a bus tomorrow the company would still yep continue but it's 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 called a mental health mental health day so you gotta turn your turn your electronics off turn your phone off turn your computer off don't respond to the emails out of office all of that good stuff i agree so you got anything? Wow, that was fast. That was it. Um, no, that, no, this is a good. I, I, I hope we didn't. I mean, I know the conversation. We didn't really have a you know outline. We're just kind of you know chatting amongst um, two HR professionals here. But I, I hope the conversation didn't you know veer off too 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 much into the wilderness. Um, and so I'm just interested to to kind of tune into the rest of the, the the month and see what you have here as far as the health and and, and wellness you know, segments go. So I'll be tuning back in and hopefully this one, as far as um, the career portion uh, worked out and I'm glad to come back if you and I want to talk more like HR stuff, like career, career stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think in this COVID world, as people look for new jobs, people are laid off, people are furloughed. We have a lot to offer in that realm, um, but we also don't want to bore the listeners. So we can make it fun. So thanks for having me, honey. Thank you. So the rest of the month, um, like I said, this month is geared towards health and wellness. And so um, some of the upcoming episodes um, that we're going to have is talking about health and wellness for kids. That's one that I think it's going to be super fun and super interesting to talk about um, a private chef or personal chef and um, an educator who, who created just recently a curriculum um, geared towards um, health and wellness for kids going to join us for an episode. Um, also, I have one of my great friends who is a reverend. She's going to talk about just spiritual health. And then um, another good friend of both Daryl and I are, um, is going to talk about physical health and what she's did over time to um, get to where she is. Um, and so I think that those are those all will be pretty cool, pretty dope episodes to, to tune into. Um, I'm really looking forward to the physical one in particular, cause she's, she's, she's very exciting. <laughs> so <laughs> she's going to have a lot to talk about. Um, going to be pretty much a, a, a marketing, uh, episode probably, but I think we'll have, we'll have some fun. Um, she might chew us out on the episode as well for not doing some things we, me and G supposed to have been doing, but I think we'll have some fun. So Thank you, honey, for chatting it up with me. Anytime. All right. So thank you all for listening. Um, As always, make sure that you download the podcast. It's important that you download and listen. Um, The podcast is on majority of all the platforms that you could possibly get podcasts on, um, from Apple to iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, wherever you get your 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 music from you can get your podcast from make sure you follow us on instagram as well and our instagram name is at realities and it's spelled r-a-i-a-l-i-t-i-e-s and as always thank you for listening and we will talk to you later